PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, street bikes, whatever you got. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. So easy to see why you guys should be going there right now to do some shopping if that's what you're doing. But first things first, click over to KieferInkTesting.com and then click on the Rocky Mountain ATV banner. And do your shopping. What that does, it helps us out on the back end, um, gives us a little bit of uh, notoriety to the Rocky Mountain fellas, lets them know that you guys are listening to this sucker, and helps us on the back end, man. So uh, we appreciate so much that you guys are doing that. It's working. They're seeing this. And, uh, man, it's all because of you guys out there listening to this podcast. So I thank you very much. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. If you guys want the best gear out there, Man, we're going to talk about some of their stuff today, actually, on this episode. But go to flyracing.com, check it out. They have all different kinds of stuff. They actually have a promotion right now. You buy one of their helmets, and you get a free pair of goggles. So that's cool. All you have to do is show your receipt uh, where you're purchasing, and you send them your address, and you'll be getting a free pair of goggles. So go do that over at RockyMountainATVMC.com, or simply go to flyracing.com, and you can read all about it. Racetech, get your suspension and engine done. If you're going to do it, go to Racetech. I just did some engine services for KX250. We had a CRF250R that we did. We had all kinds of stuff done by Racetech, and they do good work, especially the gold valve system. Oh, my gosh. Come on. If you guys don't have gold valves, especially in your Honda, because that's what I'm riding right now, and I'm on Racetech stuff in my Honda, and it's great. Hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have questions about Racetech, uh, where you want to maybe get a discount code, whatever it is, I'm here to help you, man. And Racetech, those guys over there, Chris, Rob, all of them, great people. They get your stuff done in a timely manner, and it's good. Trust me on that. Um, So, yeah, weird times, guys. We're here once again. uh, It's Monday morning in the office. It's raining, so it looks like we're going to have some good riding, testing weather here soon even though all of the tracks are closed down in Southern California officially now. We had a couple that were open, but someone out there kind of ratted out another track, and now all of them are getting shut down because someone's not making money. Whatever. It's crazy times right now. We all need to stay safe and, of course, not catch this damn virus that's going around. You guys can form your own opinion about all that. Man, I think it's... uh, it is something that we need to deal with, but hopefully uh, sometime soon we'll get this thing in check and we'll get back to our normal scheduled programming. Not having Supercross, not having Motocross, nothing, no sports. ESPN Sports Center is throwing up wrestling. Sorry, Derek and Weege, but uh, come on. You got 
you know, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan, and we're going over these old wrestling. I mean, it's Sports Center, and this is what we got. This is the times that we're in right now. So a lot of companies are laying people off, and it's just super weird. My wife was off work for two weeks. She decided she uh, she could probably go to work today. I didn't really like it, but hey, I'm not going to stop her. She wants to work. She's going to protect herself and her clients. So uh, yeah, it's just weird. Everything's just different. You go in to get something to eat, super different. So uh, writing, can't even do that. So now we have to spend more time at home, which is good. Spend time uh, with your family, your kids, get to know them better. I mean, I know you guys out there may be listening and say, yeah, I'm married to my wife for 30 years. Dude, I know her. Man, maybe not. Maybe you need to talk to her a little bit more. Talk other other things that you guys normally don't talk about. I know I've been trying to do that with Heather. And it works at times. Obviously, you're going to have to go through uh, <laughs> up and down feelings because you're on a lockdown pretty much together. But, man, it's uh, it's crazy out there. And so we're here not to talk about that crap. We're here to cheer you up, give you some testing advice, hit you with some parts, some things that we've been doing. So I kind of wanted to smash cut a lot of things that I've been testing lately into a podcast. You guys can go to keferinktesting.com and check all everything that I've been doing, either that or pulpmx.com, and read everything that we've been testing. And of course, you guys know my email. Hit me up if you have questions. You guys have been doing that. It seems like most of you guys are at home thinking about dirt bikes. I've been getting a lot of emails, right? So keep those coming, and I will try to do as many as possible in a day. I usually try to hit those um two to three times a day. And if I don't get to you right away, just stay calm. Half the time, I would say more than half the time, probably 90% of the time, I will uh, try to get back to you ASAP. All right, so like I said, I wanted to talk about some things that I've been testing. You guys, uh, I just did a three-muffler shoot, not a shootout, I guess a comparison with the Honda CRF450R. I also have been testing what we call out here in Southern California, a suspension company called REP Suspension. They are with the dealership AEO, and they have done a lot of top rider suspension, especially in the privateer pits. You look at any AMA professional motocross, you will see the AEO sticker or REP sticker on these guys' suspension. There's a guy who's been around for a little bit named Mark. He was at the KTM factory racing team for many years. He's the one to help Dunge along. So we're going to go over his stuff on the KTM 450 SXF. We're kind of maybe 75% of the way through on this test. We're not all the way done, so you will see that stuff over up on KieferIncTesting.com. And we have a little fuel test. We had some ETS 110 octane fuel. I wanted to talk to you guys about that because I know fuel is always a big topic around... uh, Dirt bikers, trust me, from Avgas, the article we wrote up there, that's been up on Kiefer Inc. testing. You guys can go check that out. Uh, we talk about is it safe to run Avgas, but ETS has 110 octane fuel. We've been running it in one of our test bikes. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to run down some top three favorites. I like these articles. When I read them, especially with guys that I know, I love to know what they like, why they use it. So I thought, yeah, this would be cool, man. I want to do some top three things that I like personally as me. I'm representing myself. And, you know, people say, how do you separate you and Kiefering testing? Well, this is my opinion on certain things. So um, if you guys want to know about gear, goggles, boots, or helmets, I'm going to give you my top three in each one of those categories. And we're going to continue that trend on over on the website 
I got Michael Allen. He's a test rider. He's my off-road guy. He's going to put his top three. And then I will do another podcast in the coming weeks on top three machines, bike parts, mufflers, all the little things that go along with dirt bikes. I kind of give you some top threes and things that I would buy and why I would buy them. So we're going to cover the gear side of it today. So that's our short show. It's a smorgasbord of crap that you guys should enjoy. And um, again, thank you guys for uh, downloading this episode. It means a lot to me. And these numbers keep going up, so I'm stoked. Uh, just checked some of my numbers, downloads here recently, and they have gone up. So you guys must be spreading the word. I appreciate that. And we're here to help you guys bridge that gap between media testing and the consumer. All right, let's break it down. So top three. Let's just get with the top three first. I think I want to cover that first. So top three gear, goggles, boots, and helmets. So here are my top three sets of gear that I like to wear. Of course, you guys know this, fly racing. Oh, Kiefer, he's an advertiser. Well, he's they're an advertiser because I believe in the product, and that is why they're in this top three list. So fly racing light hydrogen gear is some of my favorite to wear. Frankly, even if it's 45 degrees right now, I like light hydrogen gear because it ventilates well but it's not like the kinetic mesh where it really flows a lot of air you still stay pretty warm and it's light i like lightweight form-fitting gear and the light hydrogen line is that for me next up on that list would be obviously for me fox they do a great job um, with the fit they do a great job with the functionality of their gear so for me the fox flex air gear some of the, probably as of right now, and I will say this no problem, the Flex Air glove is probably the most comfortable glove there is out on the market right now. It is insane how good that Flex Air glove is. It's stretchy enough, but yet form-fitting enough around the palm to where I can feel my grip and I feel connected to my handlebar. Some of these other glove companies have these gloves that, that fit well, but they kind of bunch up in the palm and it feels like crap on the handlebar. The Fox Flex Air Glove does not do that, and the pant is true to size. Some of you guys hit me up and say, hey, Kiefer, I'm going to buy some Flex Air gear. What size should I get? I wear a size 34 in my current Fox 360. Is it the same size in the Flex Air? Yes, it is the same size in the Flex Air. If not, it's a little bit more stretchy in the Flex Air because of the materials that they use. So, Again, if you're looking for more athletic type of close-fitting gear that is really light, breathable, and feels good on the bike, Fox is that, and of course, Fly, and the last company here, FXR. So these three companies, man, they do a good job with the material, the way you can move around on the bike, and just these these companies always strive to make their product better. And, as, and I'm sure other companies do as well, but for me personally, again, this is my top three. I just like these three sets of gear. If I was going to go purchase stuff, this is the way I would go spend my money for me personally. So um, FXR, I've had a little bit of history with as well to help develop their gear back in the maybe three, four years ago. I was wearing it. I was up in Canada, and I just continued to wear it because not a lot of people knew about it or wore it down here. And I like that kind of stuff. I like having unique sets of gear and when you're at the track and like oh what gear is that it doesn't look like anything i've seen so fxr was that to me for a couple years i got to know carson and milt and andy all those guys over there at fxr and they've sent me gear over time and i gave them my input so after over 
two to three years, some of these things that I've suggested has leaked down into their production. So as of right now, I, you know, I go to put one of their helium line of jerseys on, and man, the material itself is just incredibly soft. It's very nice to the skin. It has room enough for an underprotector, but yet it has still a form-fitting feel. And, of course, I bust up Carson a lot about how long his sleeves were for the longest time. Every time I got in one of FXR's jerseys, the sleeves were so damn long. I was like, dude, I'm not eight foot tall. So they've done some work with the sleeves. And, of course, the material is good. And just the overall uh, aspect of that company and the gear is is very well made. And they're a bunch of good dudes. So every one of these guys, Fly, Fox, FXR, they have great stuff. And uh, But as you guys know... If you guys are going to choose one of those three, I would choose Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. Thank you. All right, goggles. Oakley, 100%, and Scott, those are my three. Oakley Air Brakes, I mean, do I even need to talk to you guys about that? You guys already know I'm a big fan of a wide peripheral clear lens. Injected molded lenses are awesome. Uh, I like those goggles a lot because I get a lot of wide peripheral in those goggles and it absorbs sweat fairly well. They will fog, however. That's one weakness in the air brake armor is it's it fogs up. I'm out here riding the Dez, and it's rainy. Not even rainy. It's just cold. Man, these things fog up if it's a slow-style t- turn track. It's tough for me to wear them because at times because they fog up so quick. So when that happens, I revert to one of these other goggles, which is the 100% Armegas or the Scott Prospect. I would... Go more with the Scott Prospect if the nose fit a little bit better on my big-ass nose because I got a big-ass nose, right? So the way their goggle is cut, the, Spro- the Prospect is cut near the nose. It's kind of flat, and it rides on the bone of my nose. So my nose has like a little like a hump slash bone, and it kind of rides on that and it rubs, so it leaves like a blister at times. But um, it's just the way that goggle fits to my face. However, it does not fog. It has a wide peripheral. The lens clarity is very good. And overall, the foam is very nice on my face. I just wish I could do something about the cut near my nose. Now, if you don't have a big-ass nose, that could fit you just fine. So just know that. I was not a fan of 100% goggles before they came out with Armegas. Why? Because to me, they let some dirt in. Uh, I've had sand in my goggles. I've raced with them before up in Canada. Never had good luck with them. So... Armegas came out. I got a couple sets. Wasn't setting the bar too high for me. I went out very, very impressed. Again, the wide peripheral, the clarity of the lens, and the way the 100% ventilates is very good. It fits on my face nice. It soaks up the sweat very well. They have a unique uh, a foam system that tries to wick away sweat. Again, I'm not going to be sh- <laughs> I'm not going to be uh, dishonest with you guys. I don't sweat a hell of a lot, but I have some of my guys here that test ride for me that do sweat, and the 100% Armegas do a great job of that. So um, I do prefer for changing out lenses, obviously the air brake. It's just simple. You pull and you twist out and it's done. The Armegas are fairly simple. They snap in. Uh, it's not a big deal, but it's just not as quick and easy as the air brake. And to me, the Scott Prospect takes a little bit longer than in those two uh, mentioned above it all right boots tech 10 instinct and sg12s those are my three favorite pairs of boots tech 10 for me is just an all-around great boot that you guys see me wearing 
75%, 80% of the time. Because I like the booty. I like feeling secure. I want some ankle protection, but yet I want a lightweight boot. The new Tech 10, since they came out, is a lighter weight. It fits better. It doesn't feel bulky. And I like the way the sole feels on the peg. Those those things make that boot simply hard. It's just hard to beat that boot for me. That's a great boot. Now, as far as longevity and durability, you know, I've had some things fall apart on the Tech 10 before. Uh, I'm not that hard on boots, but I do ride a lot. So the soles will get ate up if you have sharp pegs. Just know that. And it's tough for me to really pick apart durability because for me, equally, these three have time, these boots have timed out at the same rate. So I can probably get anywhere between. 40 to 60 hours in my boots before I feel like they're just like, yeah, they're not protective anymore. I've ridden many, many hours in all these boots, and let me tell you, they all seem to time out for me in that same area. So uh, if if certain things happen to you that, you know, you're listening like, oh, I've had some parts fall off or, or whatever, it could be uh, a little minuscule thing that they worked on, they've gotten better, and it, and it helped over time. You could have got a bad batch. There's so many things, right? I get these emails saying, oh, that's boots a piece of trash because you know this bolt for this little uh, screw fell out uh, especially when it was on the cds and then you're like oh my it burned on my head pipe and there's just so many things that uh it's tough to really rate at times because everyone has a unique feature to their legs or how they ride or or just you know could be a flaw in the manufacturing but tech tan has been solid i like that boot the instinct again Probably the most comfortable boot to me, but not as much ankle protection, and they do break down um, a little softer sooner because that's what I you know I notice right away when you put an instinct on. There's a little bit of break in time, not zero, but I would say in a day your your boots are good. Unlike a Tech Ten or SG Twelve, it might take you two days to break these suckers in. So uh, the the break-in period is is much quicker. I do like at the end of the day when I'm wearing instincts that they feel light and they don't feel heavy. I can wash them, power wash them. They don't get waterlogged. I know sometimes that people ask me, Kiefer, do you take your booties out and wash them? Yes, I do. Sometimes I don't. I just wash the boot, leave the booty in. But over time, you will notice that the Tech 10 will get heavier than the instinct. The instinct holds up well to water, but... Overall, as a is in that timeout zone, forty to sixty. This boot is on the lower scale of that, so the other boots might last just that little bit longer. But both of them, all of them, are in the forty to sixty range. SG twelve. If you have a little, it's a little bit of a narrow of a boot than these other two. Tech ten's a little wider. The instincts a little wider, but the SG twelves feels very sleek. And narrowed near my tib fib area where it goes up. I like that feeling. And breaking time for me is second best. SG12s do a great job of breaking in fairly soon. I like the colorways. I still like the fact that I have a steel toe. Those those kind of things I, I like a lot. I feel like the toe box fits my foot well. I don't like a fat toe box. And at times wearing the Tech 10, I can tell that I have a fat toe box. So a lot of performance in the SG12s, and what I do like, I mentioned earlier, is sole feeling, the vibration that you get on the peg. 
the SG-12 soaks up a lot of that vibration with their soul, so I like that as well. All right, last but not least, helmets. Man, this gets people riled up. The Formula, the 6D ATR2, and the Arai VX Pro 4. Those are my three favorites, okay? Yes, I have crashed in all of them. And no, I haven't had a concussion in any of them. I've had my concussions in a Shoei, an HJC, and what was the one? Uh, it was a Bell Moto 8 at the time I had concussions in. And all three of those were different styles of crashes. One was a slow speed uh, front. One was a high speed ragdoll. And the other one was a high side to whiplash, snap snap the neck back. You know, I was sleeping for a bit because um, the snap and hitting the ground. So I have crashed maybe not as hard in these three as the other ones. But nonetheless, they have done a great job. And I think these least, least two out of the three are leading the, the forefront in technology and pushing everyone to get better. So... As you guys know, huge fan of the formula, and the reasons why is the technology behind it, the rayon technologies. There's a lot. If you guys haven't listened to uh, the rayon podcast that Steve and I did over when we did the Fly Racing Summer Camp, you can go over to pulpmx.com, and you can you know search that up on the website. That's a lot of good information from the designer of rayon, and these guys seem to be on to something for uh, getting a mixture of low speed and high-speed crashes, because that's that's key, right? So Formula uh, has a quiet feeling when I'm wearing it, super plush inside, but the first thing you're going to notice when you put a Formula on, it's it's a quiet helmet. Unlike a 6D ATR2 where it's a louder helmet, but the Formula, man, it is a very quiet helmet. Some of you guys out there wonder about earplugs. I, I don't think I even need them in a Formula. I feel like it deadens the noise up that much, so... Very good helmet, lots of colors, fit is awesome. 6D ATR2, huge fans of those guys over there, Bob and the guys at 6D. The ATR2, to me, comfort is not as good as a formula, but very close. I have a wide peripheral. The eye port is nice, and it does, for me, check mark that box as far as safety. I put my kid in a 6D helmet. I went out and bought one. That's how much I believed in the technology. Bob was one of the first guys to hit me up when I got a concussion in a showy to tell me, uh, to teach me some things about the safety and what goes on and how I crashed. And he wanted to look at my helmet. Those guys are really concerned over there about, about safety and they do a good job. So I really believe in that product. As you guys know, they used to be an advertiser here on this show. And uh, I still really enjoy that helmet as well. A TR2. And... This is not new to anybody, the Arai VX Pro 4. It's a round-shaped helmet. I am a round-shaped-headed guy, so chances are I'm going to like that helmet, and I do. As far as plushness and comfort, tough to beat in Arai, guys. It is insane how comfortable that VX Pro 4 is for my head. If you have a round head, man, uh, the Pro 4 is very nice feeling. Technology not as up-to-date, at least in my opinion, as the other two. But nonetheless, I like the safety aspect of the Rye. If you go onto their website, they will tell you why the round shape is the way to go. 
And for me, I believe in some of that um, theology. So um, you guys can go check out the website. They got some new colors. I like the way it looks. Again, the eye port is nice. It's a quiet helmet and very plush inside. And ventilation is good. So those are my top three gear, goggles, boots, and helmets. If you guys have any questions on any of these things, you can hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I will get those questions answered to you. That's right, boys and girls, it's discount time. That's right, discount time. Commercial time. Bear it with me. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for. Go to FMFRacing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need. Trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them. You got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too. But most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana, they go to Washington, even British Columbia, even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email, I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys, that's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home 
and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race, go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D-Lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Um, cause I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER. And get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, Mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Articat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. 
Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. Guess who's back? That's right, we are. Here we go. All right, moving on to the other stuff that I've been doing over here. Again, I'm very uh, <laughs> happy that I live where I live. People talk shit. Yep, it's not a the greatest place as far as uh, scenery or the people, the quality of living. But, man, if you're a dirt biker, there is no better place up here. I can ride from my house. I do a lot of testing from my shop. I can change parts, go ride. I can just get everything done close to home. I don't have to drive, fight traffic. And I have a lot of variety here. I have sand. I have some clay. I have rough, I have smooth, I have turn tracks. So very fortunate to have uh, things that I can test right from the house and not have to worry about being um, going to a track or having the tracks open. I live ne- uh, close out to Carson Mumford. He has a facility out here, so he lets me come out there and test and do things. So it's cool for me that I can still get content out to you guys and uh, not have to rely on track. So... Uh, went out and did a three-muffler comparison on the Honda CRF 450R. That's up on PulpMX.com or KieferInkTesting.com. Had FMF, had the Kropovich, and, of course, I had the Yoshimira. And also, while I was there, I said, hey, I have the Works Edition. It has a ported head. Might as well try it on that bike as well. So we tried it on the WE and the regular R version. And here's what I came up with. So basically... All of them are very close in weight. They'll drop close to maybe 1.8, 1.9 pounds off of your Honda. So that is good. Unless you're a works edition guy, then you're simply, uh, you already lost that weight, right? Because you're on the works edition. So I did end up testing, when I did the Yoshimira, I did the works edition head pipe. That is something a little bit different as well. So went out to a couple tracks out here. And, of course, you guys know me. This Honda is <laughs> is a finicky lady, man. She is will put a smile on your face, and then she will turn that thing upside down and make it a frown real quick in different tracks because the bike is finicky with setup. We talked about with the XPR bike how much it calmed down the chassis, made it feel better simply because of the way the power is delivered. Mufflers are no different, people. Mufflers can shape change the power and help the chassis if it's done right it's not as 
prominent anymore because the, these stock pipes that come on these four strokes are so damn good. But with the Honda, I feel like there is room for improvement to kind of calm things down a little bit. That bike is fast enough. We don't need to throw on mufflers to make it faster. That's not ideal. You were trying to maybe smooth it out, broaden it, not have such a gnarly hit, make it more rideable, have more connectivity. This is what I'm looking for in these mufflers. So I would say probably who has the most R&D time with the Honda would be Yoshimura. And you probably would be guessing correctly because they work closely with not only the race team, but they have some production side as well. So it's nice to have a company that really knows the engine, what it needs. I've done stuff for Yoshimir in the past. Yoshi, and there's so... The Yoshi mufflers, I'll say the Yoshi. The Yoshi mufflers are just freaking awesome. They, they look beautiful. It has really nice welds. And the company I like too because, hey man, I need to refurb my mufflers. They can do that obviously for a fee, but they have a spot where you can send them in and they can get refurbed. Very cool. So I like that. When on the works condition, you know, obviously it's a smoother power. It rolls on nice. So the Yoshimura system on the regular R now does that same thing. You have a smoother roll on than stock. It gets to a wide mid-range, what I like, and then pulls a little bit farther on top. I like that feeling. I like that coming out of a corner a little bit uh, of a smoother linear feel, but still have nice connectivity and then transition to that nice mid-range. I do feel like there's still a dip in the power a little bit with the Yosh from low to mid, but to me, it does help area two to three in the corner when you simply put this Yoshimir system on your bike. Peak horsepower is obviously improved as well. I don't know if you guys are really worried, with, worried about peak horsepower, but for me, the front side of the power is what I worry about on the Honda. You want to build the RPMs a little bit more calculated, the Yosh helps that along. Now let's go the opposite direction. FMF. Very nice mufflers, a little bit different can. Uh, the welds are nice. Everything went on just fine, wasn't bound. I know some of these other companies I've tried even putting mufflers on, especially the Honda, has been a pain in the ass. FMF does a great job with seamlessly bolting those things together and getting them on. And, of course, I like the way their new head pipe is. Their Mega Bomb is a little bit different shape. It's flatter on the backside, so it looks a little bit cleaner out there in the open. So what does the FMF do to the Honda? Well, man, it gives you more bottom in. So initially when I rode this, I was like, holy crap, this is too much. There's no way. How are we doing this? The second thing I noticed is how loud it is. It is a very loud muffler. I put the inserts in. They sound a little bit better and quieter. They didn't really affect the power too much to deter me from taking them out, so I left them in. But it is a louder muffler. If you go onto the article, you can see how much more in the sound department, in the DB department, is you know these uh, FMF mufflers. So power delivery is snappy. It has a little bit more throttle response. It has more bottom in, and this is more of a bottom to mid-range power. Here's, here's the thing that I tried to do when I got the FMF. If... If you're a lugger, and the Honda doesn't like to lug like a Yamaha. So I have a buddy who's a third gear guy. He doesn't like to shift that much. Greg, if you listened to my podcast before this one, my buddy Greg, he he you know he doesn't have enough energy or stamina or strength to get on the gas hard, so he decides to lug it. 
This is where the FMF shines on the Honda. You have a guy like Greg. You like to lug. You like to be a little bit lazy. You can run third gear now better with this system because it has more bottom end. So instead of running second, which to me was too much. If I ran second in a corner, it was so touchy. Even in map two, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm out on this. But then I was like, okay, let me try to shift to third and see what it does. And sure, shit. It does pull third gear now because it has more bottom in RPM response. And to, I was like blown away how much it changed for the better because now I'm in third gear. So not only is the bike smoother and easier to ride, but it also has a calmer chassis because now I'm in third gear, which before, even with the Yosh, I had to downshift to second a little bit more because it doesn't have that snap or RPM response because it's a smoother roll on power. So for me, if you're a lugger, you like to use third gear, the FMF racing system would be the right choice because it has that bottom end. Now, if, if you're worried about loud pipes, you might want to just rethink that a little bit because it is loud. It's not a, a bad loud sound, I guess I want to say. It's just a little more deeper and has a louder tone to it. So to me, it still sounds good and on the throttle. It's just It's noticeably loud. So Akrapovich. Tough to get. Holy shit, they're tough to get. And they're a little bit more expensive than what we're talking about. Other ones are $1,499 for the system. This is like up in the 1600s. So you're paying for the craftsmanship. Very well made. Looks beautiful. And, of course, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find them around these parts because no one really stocks them. You're going to have to order one. Even for me... As a media outlet out here, they're very difficult to get and to achieve. But let me tell you what. This is a really good muffler system for this bike. Why? Again, it builds power slower down low. It's a little more linear. But, man, mid to top end, it starts taking off. It is really good up near the top end. If I'm coming out of a corner, accelerating hard to the next corner, I can actually feel a little bit more pulling power in the mid to top than I can with other mufflers. And the tone of this muffler is very, very quiet. It never seems like you're revving it out because it's so damn quiet. I've had that experience with uh, Akrapovich stuff on the Yamahas as well. But this, this again, you're losing about the same weight. But this is made towards a mid-to-top-end type of guy that wants a, a better delivery down low. I will say, out of all these mufflers, this... Akrapovich muffler has taken that dip out between the bottom and mid the most out of any other muffler here because I think it builds that RPM so it's slower. It kind of makes that dip go away because it's more of a flatter curve going up to the top. I'm a human dyno. That's what I'm thinking, at least when I'm riding this damn thing. So all these mufflers are good. I've tested these mufflers up towards the 10 plus hours. So I've had some time on these things. So just know that they're well-made. Yoshimira will do some repacking if you don't want to do it. Other two companies, obviously, you're on your own. you got to buy packing kits and do it yourself. So decide wisely. You can go to my website. You can read all about them. But they're up there, and I think each one has a distinct character to it to help certain types of riders. All right? So you're a lugger. You like to lug things. FMF could be good for you. I call the Yoshimira system just like the YZ450 of the of the muffler systems because it does everything pretty damn good. It's really good. It's well made. It uh it 
comes on smooth down the on down low, but yet builds a nice mid range, which I like. So, and then you have the Kropovich that's kind of like, hey man, I want more of the racy type of system. I want a, a longer, broader range. I want to use second gear longer, and I want to use third gear longer. So, each one of these mufflers has basically someone that could benefit, especially on the Honda CRF 450. Just find out which type of guy you are, which kind of rider it is, and if you have the money, act accordingly. So there you go. So those are uh, my three comparisons on the Honda muffler. Now moving on to the KTM. It's funny when I go do stuff uh, from the shop, I ride a Honda first, I come back, I switch, I use the KTM, and when I'm doing that, I get to really feel how each bike uh, maneuvers each track. I can feel what the chassis does on each bike, what's good, what's bad, suspension, engine, and it's very noticeable very quickly when you can when you have access to do all that. So hopping on to this KTM factory edition bike that I had, I had air forks on it. I told you guys before, I'm going to try to give this air thing a go. Well, as of right now, I'm getting this air thing revalved. We're going to try it because the stock stuff simply wasn't good enough for me on these rough tracks. I went to some rougher type of terrain before we got quarantined up here at um, State Fair and Glen Helen, but it wasn't a really rough Glen Helen, and I thought the air fork was decent. But then I started riding up here. My tracks were the really rough, and I was like, I'm out. It's tough. I need it revalved. So guess what? Cone valves went on, revalved by REP. Track shock went on, revalved by REP, and off the races we go. We're testing. Simply bolting on cone valve forks onto a KTM isn't a foolproof, hey, my bike's better. Yes, you will have a little bit more front end traction, but you will get a heavier steering front end and a little bit more of a rigid feel. I've tried to get rid of that feeling. That's one thing the air fork doesn't really have is a rigidity issue when leaning under throttle. So what I'm trying to set up for a corner and I'm starting my lean and I'm on the gas hitting those bumps on the side on the sides of them and almost sideways, the air fork acts a lot calmer and more forgiving where the cone valve doesn't matter who valved it was more of a rigid feeling when I'm leaning into those bumps. The new cone valve fork is a longer fork. So you will have to set your fork height accordingly. I ended up running Mark at REP. Those guys actually told me to run my fork up to the third line. I was on the second line. It did feel a little bit tall in the front. So fork setting to the third line, that's seven, I think just a little over seven millimeters up in the clamp. And installed everything. He gave me a knuckle to try. And he asked me if he has a whole system. So REP, Mark, they developed a knuckle and rods, just similar like Adrian over at Ride Engineering, which I'll be doing a back-to-back test on to see what it does. But he built his knuckle and his rods because some some of these guys are complaining of a high rear feeling at times um, coming out of corners. So the knuckle and the rods are meant to help accelerating out of corners, kind of give it a flatter feel. But I always told them, I always felt I was always ass in low on the KTM out of corners. That's what my sensation was every time I rode the KTM versus other bikes. So he suggested just to put the knuckle on, 
So we're working on that. That's one thing I haven't done yet. So I will be bolting that on and trying that this week to see how it reacts. And you can look up on my website and we'll we'll get a review up on that. But just having the cone valve stuff revalved, mark setting, and the shock, I noticed a little bit of a, a change in the guard here. So originally I had Mark do a set and I felt the fork was a little bit stiff. So I immediately took it off and had him revalve it. He had another setting waiting for me. He flipped it in a day. I put it back on and oh my gosh, what a difference it makes. I get a little bit of a softer, plusher feel up front. And I'm talking about versus an air fork as well. So now I have a little bit more lean angle traction on throttle versus where the rigid rigidity feeling that I had last time kind of subsided. And now I have more lean angle traction. I have increased performance, better bump absorption, right? I can charge into bumps harder. The bike for me has a little bit more stability because that's one thing I noticed about the factory edition or the KTM in general is when I push it hard into some braking bumps, at times it can load and then snap back and give me an uneasy feeling. So now I feel I can hit these bumps the same speed but without the movement in the chassis. So it almost calms down the chassis in a firmer way. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, yes, the rigidity problem is completely gone. I do notice a little bit of a firm front-end feel once I have cone valves on, but he has lessened that for me over at REP. I am thankful because sometimes I'm about to be like, I'm, 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 I'm giving up. I can't find a setting that has comfort. I get back on the Yamaha. I'm like, oh, shit, that's what comfort's about. Oh, I get back on the Cowie. Oh, shit, that's what comfort's about. Very hard to get the KTM to feel as comfortable. And I think the misconception out there is, oh, a steel frame. It flexes more. It has more comfort. In, in ways, you are right, but the steel frame flexes different. So for me, I've always felt more vibration, a little bit more rigidity on the KTM new style frame than I have with a Kawasaki or a Yamaha. To me, a Honda is the most rigid-feeling motorcycle, but the KTM does have some of those characters at times, and then when you added a cone valve to it, it just made it worse. So now that Mark at REP put this, his setting in, the softer setting that I like, it now has more attributes that are positive than I've ever had in a cone valve fork. So for me, that is extremely, extremely hard. These tracks out here, like I said, again, they're choppy, rough, big braking bumps, small braking bumps. I need a compliance cha a compliant chassis that I can push into some stuff because that's where you're going to make up the most of the time is when you're charged into corners, right? So he has brought that up in a, in a, in a good manner with a blend of comfort and performance, which I like. We'll, we'll talk more about that in, in the article but of right now, as of right now, people ask me, what would you do? Because I've tried the KYB inserts, and I've tried this WP cone valve fork, and asked me, what would you want? For me, I would stick with the WP cone valve fork and just really focus in on someone trying to dial it in for you. The KYB fork on a KTM doesn't feel like a KYB fork on a Yamaha. It's a different feeling, and the comfort is not there when you just simply drop it in KYB inserts in a WP outer. 
I think maybe it has something to do with the WP outer being a little bit thicker, you know, and causing rigidity versus a KYB SSS fork like on a Yamaha. But for me, when you have someone valve a WP cone valve fork that knows what he's doing, and so far everything I've seen in Mark at REP has shown me that he does, uh, it's making me believe more in the WP cone valve system. So I want to put some more time on the fork. The shock for me, I didn't even have to screw with. I set my sag at 105. I don't have the knuckle on yet. I have a nice plush feeling for me at least plusher feeling when i slap down or hit a jump compared to the stock shock the stock shock is very good it's just soft it heats up and loses dampening there's more control in this track shock i do like that mark at rep brought me some of that comfort on big slap down landing so when i overshoot something which is sometimes out here in the des because we have these big long hills that we land a flat it just gives me more of a plush feel with the track shock. I do feel like it's a little firm off throttle. So when I when I hit that first bump, I do get a little bit of a firm feeling. I'm going to work on that here soon and get you guys some more feedback. And, of course, going to try the knuckle and possibly the rods as well to see what it does. So that is in the works for you guys right now. That's a snippet of what's going on with the REP KTM 450 Factory Edition Suspension. ETS 110 fuel. I've been running it in my practice bike. They like to call my practice bike, which we call the baseline bike around these parts, which is the YZ450F. I used 110 ETS in that, and I've always been a pump gas in that bike. It's the same bike that you guys saw on the, the Western Raceway Challenge that Pulp put up that I lost. Screw you, A-Ray and Steve. But nonetheless, I like the 110 fuel because it gave me a little bit more bottom-end feeling out of corners. And then actually a little bit better RPM, res RPM response in the mid-range. Now, what map am I on? I'm in between my map, the Kiefer 1 map, or TP 3.0 map. Those are my two maps that I have in my YZ450 that I run with the 110 ETS fuel or pump gas. I didn't really have to change anything. There's no decel pop. It didn't get dirty. I feel like that ETS is a is a just a pour and go type of fuel. I compare it almost to like uh, a VPT4, where you just pour it in. You don't have a lot of ECU settings to do, if anything at all. So it's very comparable to that. ETS obviously used to be hard to get. Now it's available online. You can have it shipped to your house. Really easy to do, so that's cool. And I think it's in the ballpark as far as pricing as well with VP. So now we have another fuel that we can try. We're not just, for me, like I've always tried uh, VP. I had an ETS um, review up on Kieferink testing before. And there's another one that I've tried back in the day. It was Trick. I don't even know if they're around anymore. And if you guys are really old, remember Dayco, Dayco Racing Fuels. But I know Seneca is still around. I'm going to try some of their fuels. But for me, man, it's hard to beat some just pouring replacement fuels I can dump in. I can feel performance on my bike right away. 250F, I noticed more with the 110 fuel than I did with the 450. We tried it in our YZ250F, and for me, it gave exponentially, you like that word, more mid-range power and better throttle response. So there is a little bit of something there going to a higher octane fuel. It's not everything. 
No one has to go to 110 octane fuel all the time and see the benefit because I've tried it and sometimes I don't. But this fuel does help a little bit. I would recommend if you guys are trying to pinch a penny and still want some of this, 50-50 it. There is no problem doing that. I've done that in the past. It works fine. You do get a little bit more of a, a better throttle response, but maybe not quite as much pulling power, but at least you're cutting it in half and saving it and still getting a little bit of burning fuel. I'm not a big fan. I'm just going to say this. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I'm not a big fan of U4.4 VP. It does a number on the valve train on the four strokes, not the cleanest burning fuel. In my experience that I've, I've uh, tried in a couple bikes and haven't had the good experience Maybe some of you have when you opened up your engine, if you have done that. So for me, I'm either a VPT4 guy, ETS 110, or if I'm doing mapping and doing some things for, for racing, MR Pro 6 fuel. Aiden, on his two strokes, we run VPT2. That is good. And I'm also trying some new ETS two-stroke blended fuel that's out right now as well. So there's a lot of fuel stuff coming down the pipe on Kiefer Inc. testing. But that's basically my week. I got a couple things coming out here. I got some more suspension testing. Got that knuckle and, and rods to try. I've got an ECU test coming up for the YZ450F. We've been working with Vortex and Chad at XPR trying to crack the code that is the YZ450F to get more power and to keep the good handling. Because if you guys know me, you guys heard this before, is when you put more power into the YZ450F, sometimes it doesn't like it and doesn't react as favorably as it should. So I'm trying to put an ignition on to get some more power, but actually keep the chassis calm and make it rideable. So been working on that for about a week with Chad. We're going to have hopefully some news for you guys soon, but good or bad, you will know about it. So uh, those are the things coming down the pipe. This is keyforinktesting.com and the Key for Tested podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I know it's kind of a weird time out there, but try to stick together. And we'll get through this. And we got some more stuff coming down on this podcast soon. More test. But, hey, try to, if you can, get on a bike, get on two wheels, bicycle, road bike, anything. Free your mind a little bit. I'm that way, man. I need to be on two wheels somehow. It's a pedal bike. It's a dirt bike. It, it helps your psyche a lot. So thank you guys for listening. Support the advertisers that support this show. They keep this sucker up and moving. And hopefully sometime soon, I hope to see you guys at the track. See ya.